Hello, everyone, and um, welcome back to episode two of FPL Apprentices. Um, we are again, of course, joined by Chris. Chris, would you like to say hello? Yeah, you're right, guys. Excited for episode number two, Tom. Let's get into it. Yeah, let's. So, uh, we're gonna we're gonna start today off with uh, our, our game week nine review. See how we've done. Uh, would you like to would you like to talk to us a bit about your your team first, Chris? Yeah, Give so it's not great for me. Moved up 300k places from 1.5 mil to 1.2 mil, which was building on a 200k increase the week before. So that's 500k in the last two weeks. So I'm very pleased with that. So in goal, Guaita with three. At the back, James, Chilwell, Lamptey and Tellers captain. So eight, seven, minus one and 12. In the midfield, Foden, Son and Bruno. So one, 10 and 11. And up front, Werner, Kane and Adams. So 67 points. Lamptey's frustrating. Because uh, he looked quite good in that game. Um, Teller's captain, I was quite pleased with that because Kane got four and Grealish got one and they were fairly highly captain. So in the end, it wasn't that bad of a punt. And if Bruno missed that pen, then I would have actually gained a lot more places, I think. So overall, happy with the week. Adams missed the consistent, gets another seven points. So I'm very pleased with that. Double Chelsea clean sheet. Just what I wanted again. That's what I was hoping for away at Newcastle. Um, and some coming through the 10 points, so yeah. A solid week for me. Um, how did it go? How did it go for you, Tom? Wait, just just quickly before we move on. So, uh, what was the logic behind the Teller's captain over Finange? Why right, did you yes. captain him? Yes. Yeah, so, I looked at West Brom. In their first eight games, they only scored in three of them. So they mm. they failed to score in five out of eight games. Teller's. I knew Teller's was going to play because Shaw is out until at least game week eleven or twelve, I think. So I knew he was going to start and I know he takes corners from the left-hand side. So he's obviously got that assist potential, good chance for a clean sheet. Um, yeah, it, it paid. It, it didn't go too badly in the end. So it was worth the punt early on in the season. So you'd say you say that you took a punt on your captain over Fernandes then? You took a punt on the captain? Yeah, I took a punt. It, punt. But at the end of the day, it seemed like a fairly calculated risk. With West Brom's yeah. attacking, so you know, yeah, I'm, I'm one, at least. Yeah, it still worked. Still worked, didn't it? Which is good. I uh, I go on to my team. Uh, I got I got a green arrow actually. First one in a while. Yeah. It, was, it was nice to see. Moved up to three hundred and seventy k, so which is nice. So hopefully that continues moving forward. Um, I got got sixty four points, so only just just behind you. I think so. I was I was pretty happy. Could have done a bit better. Martin is uh, getting me the one point. It's a bit frustrating. It's getting on my nerves a bit, to be honest. But you know what? What can we do? I've got the double double Chelsea paid off for once. Chua and Zuma seven and six points. I was very happy with that. And then uh, Van Aanholt with the two pointer. Yeah, my uh, my differential not not going great this week. But hopefully he'll improve. Uh, Dallas five points very very impressive him we'll talk about him later very impressive Dallas and the midfield of Wardy Prowse two points um, Captain Fernandes 22 points very happy with him very lucky though he got to retake his pen could have been a, a two point captainer which would not have been good got yeah, Mr. Mr. Consistent Sonny with the 10 points click with three but again I was, I was happy with him I'll talk, we'll talk about him as well later. Kane with four points as well, which is promising. And then Vardy with the with the blank two points, which is a bit annoying. 
and then uh, Mr. Mr. Callum Wilson didn't play, uh, which is all right, which is good. He's been rested, so hopefully he'll, he'll be playing this week. Hopefully he'll bang me in a few. But yeah, over, overall, a decent game week for us both, well, with both of us green arrows. Um, so yeah, yeah, we, we both should be pretty happy with that and hopefully we'll keep on rising up over the next couple of weeks. Well, one I think thing now, to say, Tom, did you take any minus points? No, no, not this week. One transfer. Didn't take any hits. Salah, yeah. Salah to finance, one transfer, paid off really well. Yeah. And and you're thinking behind the Bruno captaincy, why did you choose him? Well, he was playing West Brom. Kane and Son had, uh, had uh, Man City, which I thought Tottenham would win, but I, I thought I didn't know who to score for Tottenham. Vardy was the only other option I was going to go for, but then Liverpool had Fabinho back, Matip and Robertson, so and Milner at right back, so they had a solid defence. So I knew Vardy probably wouldn't do much. The finance was just the better option, to be honest. And he's on, he's, he's Mr. Pen King, so I think it had to be done. So yeah, very happy with him. Very happy with Ben. Yeah. Okay. Um. Let's see. Are we gonna? Uh, are we gonna go back to our predictions from last week? Yes. So, last week we we gave predictions for each of the games, and we're gonna create a little game from that. So, correct score. If we guess the correct score then we get three points. And if we guess the correct result, then we get one point. Obviously, if you don't get it correct, then zero points. So we're going to keep track of this throughout the season and see essentially who is better at um, who is better at guessing how games go. So last weekend, I got three correct score lines. I think it was the Chelsea game, the Burnley game and the Southampton game and two correct results. So just so, so you understand, correct score is where you guess the exact score. So Chelsea to win 2-0. And correct result would be, let's say, saying Chelsea would win 3-0. They didn't win 3-0, but mm. they, they still won, which you guessed. So that would get you one point. So I've got three correct score lines, which is three times three points, which is nine. And two correct results, which is two times one, which is two. So nine plus two, I've got 11 points. Tom, on the other hand, didn't, didn't have such a good week this week. Um, yeah. One thing to note, though, you didn't, you didn't really put too much uh, thought behind the predictions I don't think I don't think you're expecting this no. game to come so you got no, three no. times one points so three correct results so you're on three points at the moment I'm leading by eight points I've had a very good start oh, yeah, my, my info I must say Chris scummed me a bit um, didn't tell us we were doing this so before the before I made my first <laughs> prediction so it's a bit, a bit of cheating I think but I can, I can catch him up it's fine yeah the, I mean what have we got good 30 game. game weeks left to go yeah 29 yeah Thanks. Yeah, yeah, it's a good little game. So you're out there in the lead now, aren't you? Yeah, by quite far. But I can easily swing after this week of uh, predictions, hopefully, which we'll do later on. Later on in the show. Yeah. Um. Yeah. You, you got anything else to say on the predictions, or is that about it for now? No, that's it for game week nine. We'll we'll do our game week ten predictions, um, towards the end of the podcast, and we'll see how they go next week. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So moving on to the next part of the podcast, we're uh, we're going back to the what we call the eye test. Uh, I think Chris, you watched the the Newcastle Chelsea game. What have you got to say from that game that you watched? Yeah, so Newcastle were very disappointing. Um, they were very passive in that game. They sat back a lot, which was disappointing from a neutral perspective. But benefit of that was that it gave Chelsea a very good chance of the clean sheet, which they did end up getting. I think. 
Um, Sam Maxion was Newcastle's only hope and he didn't have he couldn't link up with Wilson so the Newcastle attack was pretty hopeless to be honest they had a couple chances but Chelsea all in all I thought James and Zuma had very good games uh, James dealt with Sam Maxion very well so I'm very pleased to own Reese James looks like he's nailed his spot as well um, so in terms of chances for Chelsea bloody hell team over and I do not know how he only got five yeah. points I mean I can think of three three great chances he had where he's either stuck them wide or it's been saved or he just missed the ball completely. Um, I think if you captain Werner this week, the thinking behind that was was good. The result just wasn't. The outcome wasn't. So if you're frustrated in captain Werner, I don't think you should be. The thinking process behind it was right. Um, just the outcome, you're a bit unfortunate. Um, Abraham gets another return. Looks like he might be nailed, actually. With Pulisic still out. He seems to, I think he's played five on the bounce um, in the Premier League. So he's probably not an option with the amount of um, rotation risks there could be. But Abraham looked looked fairly good again. Um, Chilwell could have gotten a, a, another assist where he whipped over the top for Werner. But Werner, I don't know what Werner is doing. He tried to square it to Ziyech. It just didn't work out very well. Um, but Chelsea looked dominant again holding on to their form I think they won last night against Wren as well so they've won again mm. um, so informed team if you've got their players don't get red that's what I'd say uh, for Newcastle I don't think you can consider anyone unless you've got Wilson he's probably a hold with his next five fixtures coming up um, otherwise Newcastle hopeless they weren't very enjoyable to watch but Chelsea good team good form keep them yeah, yeah. I think do you, could you could you captain Verney yourself though with all these chances he's missing? Because obviously he's getting a lot, but if he keeps missing them, is he actually a good option to have? He's only not going to get any points if he keeps missing well, the game. There's a reason why Chelsea bought him, and that's because he was lethal in the Bundesliga. I think that he's not. He's not, his finishing hasn't been quite up to scratch so far this season, but. You can see him just exploding in a game. I think last year against the Mainz, he scored, I think it was five goals in a game. Something mm. ridiculous. Um, so he, he's definitely one of those players that can explode. Um, and, I, and it was obvious there in the Newcastle game that had he been a bit more clinical, he has a hat-trick at least. So um, And even a couple yeah. of assists. So I'd certainly be happy to captain him because you never know. He could have a day where he just finishes everything. Well, I can certainly see it coming. Um, but yeah, I would still be happy to captain Werner because of the amount of chances that he's getting. I mean, that's the most promising thing. He's getting in the right positions. His dribbling's really good, creating him chances, creating others' chances. You know, he could have got two assists. He got one for Abraham, could have had one for Ziyech. So his assist threat's there. So I'd definitely consider Werner every week if he's got the right fixture. Yeah, very nice, very nice. That's good stuff. I think, yeah, Chelsea, Chelsea are looking good. I'm guessing you're uh, thinking their defence is getting quite solid now with the, the back four and their goalie. Quite reliable solid, now. Yeah. And that was obviously without Thiago Silva as well, with Rudiger slipping in. He played well as well. So Yeah, he played well. Got, yeah, agreed. Got to be happy with this, how the Chelsea are defending for FPL. Now, uh, I watched the Man U-West Brom game. Now, that was a very interesting game. West Brom again, quite solid defensively like they, they only lost 1-0 held out like they did against Spurs they are awful attacking though I think 
United got a little bit, little bit lucky with Fernand's pen. He uh, he took one of the worst pens I've seen in a long time, and then he got he got a retake of his uh of his pen. So I think I think yeah, lucky good good eleven points from Fernandez, and I I think he's going to keep getting you points by looking at the positions he's getting, and he's on pens, and he's on one of the corners as well that Tellers isn't on. I think Tellers. Tellers wasn't great attacking this. I think he wasn't. Yeah, wasn't great attacking this week. He put in a few, a couple of good corners, but he didn't look great. I still, I'm still not sure on this uh, United defence. So even against West Brom, they looked a bit sloppy. Probably could have conceded if it, if it was a different opposition. So I definitely wouldn't get onto United defence. I do think the attack they might be starting to come to light. Um, they're starting to get their their team. Greenwood's also back from back from his injury. And he uh he got an assist last night. I don't know if, if he'll start playing, but I'm here. Looks like Tom's audio might have disconnected. Oh, you're back. Hello. How long have I been gone for? Yeah. All right. All right. I don't know what happened there. No, only a few seconds. Um. But yeah, if Greenwood gets back into the first team, then that could be could be a good good shot of him creating more chances for Martial, who we'd hope will come back on form. He he looked to right, but I think he needs to he needs to turn his frown ups upside down, and uh and become Mister Happy Martial instead of Mister Grumpy, because <laughs> that's what he was at the end of last season, and he was banging us in points. So yeah, I think if you got I if you got Fernandes, then obviously you wouldn't get rid of him. I do think he's a good option if you want to hop on him. I'm not sure about Rashford. I do think that he could be, but I'm not sure. I will, I'd probably only get Fernandes from United at the moment. No one else at the moment. Um, yeah, just just stick on Fernandes and hopefully hopefully United attack will improve a bit more and we'll see a bit more from the likes of Martial and yeah, Rashford, possibly Greenwood or Mata, people like that. But yeah, overall overall good good win for United. Um I think West Brom playing who are they playing this week? They're playing uh they're playing Sheffield United, yeah. They are quite solid at the back, West Brom. But yeah, Sheffield United. Overall, it was it was a decent game to watch. I think I think Man United are a team to watch both both offensively and defensively. So keep your eye on them. If they start hitting the form they did at the end of last year, then certainly look to have at least one or two players from their team. But at the moment, I think one yeah, to watch no, unless definitely, you've got Fernandes, in which case do not get rid of them yet. Um, coming on to the the next game. Was a Spurs City. Now that was I watched that game and the weekend before that last podcast I spoke about not getting in Spurs defenders. Now Spurs are obviously managed by managed by Mourinho, so they <laughs> Mourinho likes to defend, and I didn't think Spurs could do it, but they were amazing defensively and going forward. They defended. They were so disciplined. They defended so well for the full ninety minutes, and again Kane and Son getting any points. Tottenham look dangerous on the counter, like I said about keeping them because they'll be good on the counter. But Tottenham are starting to solid up their defence as well, yeah. which makes them even better. Um, I think with City, uh, De Bruyne was pretty useless. Jesus was pretty useless. Everyone was. Cancelo though was making a lot of runs. He was in the Spurs penalty box quite a lot, which is something to watch. He was getting forward a lot, bobbing down. But City definitely aren't on on it. I wouldn't get on their attackers. Even they have got a good run, but they're not. I don't think they're a priority transfer. Their attackers, maybe their defence, but 
But yeah, if you've got Kane or Son, I'd, I'd struggle to get them out and I wouldn't get them out if I were you. Possibly Son out, but I wouldn't, I'd keep them because I think Spurs are going to keep up their form. And if you've got a Spurs defender, then don't worry about rushing to get them out. But I still don't know if I'd, uh, I still don't know if I'd advise you to get them in. I think we need mm. to see that after this Chelsea game to see if they can hold another 90 minutes of solid defending. But yeah, from that, from that game, it was interesting to see how Spurs are going to play against these against these teams. They're basically going to try and outscore the outscore the opponent against the better teams in a way, but they're also defending solid, which is another improvement to their game. So Spurs' assets are still looking really good, and that's why they still own. But like, I think Son's still like fifty five percent, and Kane's like forty something percent as well. They're still owned by a lot of you, and I wouldn't be transferring them out anytime soon, especially not Kane. Um, but yeah, Regulon, Regulon looked really good as well. Tottenham. Um, I, I, I wouldn't yet. Would you I'd transfer wait. him in? Um, I'd wait till after this Chelsea game and then see if Tottenham keep another clean sheet and then possibly because then they have Arsenal, Palace and then Liverpool and I could see clean sheets at Arsenal possibly Palace as well and maybe even Liverpool if Tottenham play like they've been playing. But yeah, I, I, would, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't be transferred if you don't have Kane or Son now, I expect you wouldn't be thinking of getting them in. But I'm guessing most of you have Kane or Son, so I wouldn't be getting them out. But I wouldn't be transferring Spurs defenders just yet. Still, I think hold off on them. I don't. They're not a priority unless you got two free transfers. Have you got nothing else to do with your team? Then you could look at it. Nice little differential, maybe. But yeah, overall, good game. All right. And a word on the City defence. I can't remember if I asked this last week. Who would you say is the best City defensive I'd say, um, asset to bring in? I'd say Cancelo or Walker. I'm not. I'm not sure. Who, I think we think they're both nailed because Pep hates Mendy. We just just rotation risks for Cancelo and possibly even Walker. I'd probably prefer Cancelo. He's a little bit cheaper and he's going forward a lot. So I'd say yeah, Cancelo's the man to bring in for City. City defence. I think. Um, and what do you think about Edison he's 6 mil but yeah, no. I can see him getting a lot of clean sheets in the next few weeks so no, do you think not he's Edison. too expensive or what do you too think too expensive he's I think you can get a lot you can get another keeper a lot cheaper keeper uh, that will be keeping you clean sheets as well I don't think you want to be slashing 6 mil on a keeper you also don't want to be wasting a transfer on your keeper either so I, I would not be hopping on Edison at 6 mil too expensive. If he was at 5.5 or 5, different story, but definitely too expensive. And yeah, you don't want to be wasting your transfer on keepers. Definitely not. Okay. Yeah. That's about it from that game, I think. All right. Um, All right so, moving on to, to my game, I think I've got Wolves Southampton for me, and then you're going to cover Leeds Arsenal for the last game of the eye test this week. So, Wolves versus Southampton. Saints first half looked good again. I mean, Wolves. Wolves are traditionally a second half team, and we saw that again this week. Um, they came into it a lot more in the second half. Looked a lot more dangerous. Um, attacking wise, Jimenez. He had a couple chances. He nearly scored with when Neto, when Neto scored. Jimenez had a shot from outside the box, which hit the post. Very nearly went in. He had a couple more chances in the game. So. Perhaps he's starting to get in better positions because he's been very poor the last few weeks, but I certainly wouldn't bring him in. Um, 
I'd probably consider getting him out still if you've still got him. I know at least 10% of people still have him, so certainly not a transfer in. Um, Podence had a couple of good chances, but McCarthy was on was on good form. Again, I think he made eight saves, got the free bonus. Um, so if you own McCarthy, certainly wouldn't get red. I think two of his next three rank as two on the FDR, so good cl- good chance of clean sheets there. Um, I like I like um, I like McCarthy. Walker Peters got a bonus point. I don't think he's as offensive as we'd like him to be, though. Well, that four point six, I think, is. I don't think that really matters too much with Saints keeping a lot of clean sheets. Um, and Southampton up front, Adams and Walcott are starting to link up well. I think Walcott's fitting quite nicely because he's good on the ball, so he helps to link up the play a lot. Um, he obviously got the goal, nearly got another goal, um, just after he scored his first goal. That would that would have sent a lot of people a bit crazy. Of oh, course, he's got two goals away at Wolves, but cutting out a little bit. Adams linking up the play nicely. Yeah, he's a good option. You're, you're back now, I think. Yeah, you're cutting out a bit, a bit blurry. You might want to repeat, repeat what you said about Walcott. Oh, well, I should be. Um. Yeah, so Walcott and Adams are linking up nicely. Walcott's fitting into that Southampton attack nicely. Um, I think Adams, if you don't have him. You probably don't need to get him in because his fixtures long term aren't amazing. But if you've got him, do not sell him. He's, I mean, I've got him and he's been consistent since I brought him in. He hasn't blanked in five or six weeks. So I like the look of Southampton attack still. Uh, Wolves defensively, they they did restrict Southampton to a few chances. They did look good, even with four at the back. Although they did concede a few chances. I think missing Cody was was a problem for them. But he'll be back for the Arsenal game. Uh, I know a lot of people still own a Wolves defender, um, whether that be Kilman, Semedo, Patricio, um, and I think I think you should keep them for the next two. They've got Arsenal and Aston Villa, which I don't think are actually that bad. I mean, we've seen Arsenal, which can't seem to score for Toffee, but Aston Villa at home game, I can see another clean sheet there. So don't get rid of your Wolves defensive assets. Kilman, if you need to play him, I think you can play him as a fourth or fifth defender. Um, Overall, both of those teams, if you've got them, I'd say keep the players. Because two, well, Southampton are in form, Wolves that we know are good at good at home. So I think I think both teams would be happy with the point there, relatively happy. So um, if you've got any of their assets, probably just keep them. Fixtures don't look too bad for either of them in the next three. So, um, so yeah, in conclusion, Wolves and Southampton, keep the players, probably wouldn't bring yeah, in. Very good. Um, was there any... Strengths did you see from like the Southampton or Wolves, like any particular moments in the game, or like corners or some of that? Did, did Southampton look good from corners again, or were they not as good this not as threatening? They they mm. they aimed for Vestergaard for practically every free kick, um, which obviously increases his assist and goal threat. Because um, obviously, I think he's six for four or five. He's a massive guy. He was winning all the headers, getting the knockdowns. Um, so that's the guy. I think he's four point five on FPL, so a very good option. Four point six. Oh no, four point yeah. seven. Oh, sorry. So he's definitely a good 7. option. Um, yeah. And oh, he's going up. Yeah, he's been very consistent. I think this was his first blank mm. in a long time yeah. against um, Wolves. But yeah, Vestergaard looks like a good option, and yeah, very good. Yeah, yeah, um, that's what I'd say. Yeah, I do like the do like the look of Vestergaard myself as well. Someone I've been uh, considering. 
Now, I'm going to uh, talk about the Leeds-Arsenal game. So, mm. when you see a nil-nil, you expect a boring game. But I think this must be the most exciting game of football I've watched, I watched last weekend. Leeds mm. were just so good. And Arsenal were awful, but Leeds had so many chances attacking. They just, they just kept attacking and attacking. And we know that's going to be a thing this season. We had Dallas playing at centre mid. Um, uh, he looked very good. Him and, him and Click. Phillips being back for Leeds as well, solids up their defence. So you have the likes of A. Lincoln Bond forward and Alioski. Um, but yeah, Le- Leeds were very unlucky not to score. They hit the crossbar out three or four times, I think. Um, you had, yeah, so so Ireland was getting down that right a lot as well. And Alioski put in a lot of crosses. He ended up getting a bonus. I think, I think with Leeds, uh, they're definitely a team you need to look into. They've got good fixtures. Bamford had about Bamford didn't have loads of chances. He possibly could have scored in a night if this was in another day. But I do think I do like the look of uh, Leeds, especially Dallas, who's a defender on there, and he's playing like the attacking centre mid. They they looked more defensively solid as well. Yeah, with Phillips back in, obviously they were playing Arsenal, who were just were just woeful. I think I don't know what Pepe was doing getting his red card. He just headbutted <laughs> the player. He was doing a doing a. He's been watching too much of the Dan's uh, highlights of football, but um, but yeah, he just just lost his head. There was a bit of a really <laughs> bit of a punch at the end with Tierney. He was getting a bit angry as well. I think Arsenal, Leeds just frustrated Arsenal, and they were, Leeds were very unlucky to come away with one point, not three. I definitely wouldn't be considering Arsenal players in your team. Definitely not. Um, but yeah, Leeds, Leeds are, are a team that you need to keep your eye on. Dallas, Bamford, Ireland, even even Click. Like any of them, they're looking really good, and so yeah, someone to keep watching. There, the main, the main standout though was how many players they get forward. They just leave Phillips yeah. back with their two defenders, two centre backs, which is good. Yeah, I like Leeds, like Leeds, the look of Leeds a lot. So yeah, you said about Arsenal that you don't no. get anyone in. Don't like Leno. Like you got very lucky. To get 10 points, like I said, Leeds hit the crossbow about four times. Click missed about two sitters. Bamford missed a sitter. They should have scored a few. I don't, I don't like, I don't like Leno. Um, he's, he's sitting in at five mil, so he's not too, too expensive, but he's got, he's got Tottenham and Southampton and Everton in his next five. And I can't see clean streets there. So I don't think, and again, don't want to waste a transfer on your keeper. My number one rule. So, I'm not, I'm not liking, but if if you do have Leno though, if you do have him in your team, I wouldn't transfer him out. Like he's not that bad that you need to get rid of him. I just wouldn't transfer him in. I like, got a big ten pointer, and he's owned by nine percent of people, which is surprising. But yeah, he's not a bad player. I just I just don't like the look of Arsenal as a team. I just wouldn't get him in. Definitely not. Okay, and I'd like to say as well, Bayerin got nine points. And he's got three assists so far this season. Obviously, another clean sheet against Leeds. Um, did he look good in the attack at all? I think they played. I think Arsenal played. Did they play three at the back? I think if I remember correctly, he looked to yeah, right. Did, the the did problem, problem was they got sent off. Everyone was just defending for Arsenal. Like, Arsenal didn't get to do much on the attack because um, it was all Leeds. But yeah, he looks alright. He's still he's still though got nine points, which should have been two points. Or even one point, if Leeds could have been clinical. But again, not another, not a player I'd be uh, rushing to transfer him. I do not think. 
Yeah. He, okay. He, he, he does look one of Arsenal's best players, though. I gets up quite high. But still, yeah. Not, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't be getting in any Arsenal players anytime soon. Definitely not a Bamian. That's for sure. Oh. He's been a bit a big letdown. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, biggest flop of the season. Flop of the big season. Big letdown for everyone, which we love to see. Yeah, as <laughs> yeah, a Spurs do. fan, you do love to see it. Um, okay, so next part of the podcast, we're going to do a quick um, update on suspensions, players that can and can't play. So I've got a list here. We've got Zahar at 28% tested positive for COVID-19. I think it was last Friday. Um, so obviously Mr. Burnley came. And I think... Roy, Did you Roy say Hodgson he could play this weekend, Tom? Or, or there's, a big, there's a possibility that he can. I think they're just waiting for him to test negative. Um, and then he should play about... Hodgson's hoping that. So I, I definitely wouldn't rush him to get him out. But yeah, Hodgson's hoping that he'll be able to be back. Because um, yeah, he didn't... He he got COVID a few days before Hodgson let out, so he, he yeah he did get it like Friday. So they're hoping hoping that he comes back. Time, not sure yet though. I'd wait until the press conference on. Well, they Thursday, play on Friday yeah. night, don't they? So the press conference will be Thursday or Friday, yeah. and I'm sure Zaha will be a big topic of that. So so we should find out there if he's able to play or not. Um, next player is Salah now. Salah is mm. available for selection against Atalanta tonight, the Champions League, so he will be able to play against Brighton. Um, he's 27% owned now. He's had 1.5 million transfers out in the oh. past um, two game weeks so far. So everyone's getting him out. He's as low owned as he's been all season, I think. Um, so I think Salah could be, a, well, not a differential, but for Salah's normal ownership, he's a bit of a differential at the moment. So one to look at. Um, and then looking at suspensions, we've got Lamptey, who, of mm. course, got the two yellow cards against Aston Villa. So he will miss the Liverpool game. Um, would you say, if someone, owned, like myself, I own Lamptey, oh, so you keep him, keep him? Again, there's a lot more transfers to make. He's only out for one game. Uh, and he does he does look good um, by the sounds of it. So I do think, unless you've got nothing else to do with your team and you're looking to get him out anyway, I would probably keep him. Because, um, yeah, it is only one game. But, but yeah, he he does it good going forward. His fixtures aren't the best. He, he does play Fulham in a few games, but I think I think you'd keep it, keep him. To be honest, yeah. Okay. Um, and just a quick roundup of the other players. Sterling, I think he's back now, but he he obviously missed most of the Spurs yeah. game. I think he's fit for selection now, though. Sice has got... Uh, yeah, he's he, ill. He I think he did, didn't he? <laughs> yeah, he's ill. So he, he's going to miss the weekend, I'd imagine. Um, Cody's back after having to self-isolate, being in close contact. And yeah. Ron Shaw and how long Barkley will be out. And um, Wilson's back as and well. Doherty, yeah. Doherty's back for selection. Uh, um, Wilson. And Aguero... I read something today about how yeah. Pep doesn't want to rush Aguero, so I don't think I don't know if he'll feature this weekend yet. He's trying to take his time because he doesn't want him getting injured again. Uh, so yeah, we're not. Sure. He'll probably miss the April. I and then it's Christmas, the and he will probably won't play loads. Um. So yeah, he's not not a great option. 
Yeah. Well, that's that's all. That's all of um, the suspensions I've noted down. So, unless you've got something to say, Tom, we'll move along yeah, onto yeah. the watch Let's list on, for um, the next. Don't think there's much more injuries to talk about at the moment. Obviously, we don't know what could happen in the next few days, but you know, just look up, keep that, keep up to date with that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, our watch list. Who have you been thinking about, Chris? Okay, so you you were mentioning um, Dallas earlier in your in your yep. um, summary of the game between Leeds and Arsenal. Mm. Now, Dallas is certainly on my watch list. So, the next two weeks, Leeds go away to Everton and Chelsea. So, I wouldn't want to bring in for those two. Um, I can't really see Leeds keeping a clean sheet in either of those. But after that, I'll read out their next five games after that. So, West Ham at home, Newcastle at home, game week 12 and 13. Man United away, which isn't ideal, but he's only 4.5, so he could either get benched or just be played because he does have that attacking threat. And then game at 15 and 16 are Burnley and West Brom. So four of those five teams don't score very much. I mean, West Ham and Newcastle are both five at the backs. Burnley and West Brom, they're two of the lowest scoring teams in the league. So in terms of clean, cheap potential, Dallas looks like a good bet from game at 12 to 16, which is over Christmas. And obviously Christmas is a time where there's a lot of rotation generally because the game's coming thick and fast. But Dallas has started all of the Premier League games this season um, and he's only been brought off once. So Dallas looks pretty, I think, what would you I say? I think most that Leeds team are all very fit. They get trained very, very hard. So I think they should. most of them should be a right to play all these tight games. Um, yeah, Dallas should be fine, you'd hope, and you'd think, unless he gets injured. Because uh, yeah, their their training is very intense. They're very fit yeah. players. Yeah. Okay. Um. So I just had a few um stats about Leeds mm. with Calvin Phillips and without Calvin Phillips. So if we look at Leeds' last four games with Calvin Phillips mm. in the team, they've conceded two goals. So I mean they played Man City, Wolves, and Arsenal at that time as well. So they've only they've kept two clean sheets, conceded two goals in their last four games with Phillips in the team. Uh, and obviously Phillips got injured for a few weeks. Um, and in that time, mm. in three game weeks, Leeds conceded eight goals. So that is a very noticeable difference um, with Leeds' defence with and without Phillips. So Phillips, he's back now. Uh, you would hope that he would stay injury-free over Christmas. Um, if he does, I think... I mean, judging from those stats, it makes any Leeds defender a better option. Obviously, kept the clean sheet this weekend. Would you say that Phillips had a yeah, big role massive. to play in he the was what they've been missing. He was really Arsenal solid. He's gonna, he's gonna be really big for them. You could, you could tell by those stats how much they missed him. So yeah, let's hope he doesn't get injured because he's, he's a big part of both that Leeds clean sheet, Leeds team. Yeah. Okay, and last reason why I'm interested in um. Dallas is his attacking threat. I mean, as you said earlier, he went in and played as an eight, I think, against Arsenal. The whole, uh, it was, was it most it of the was game? 70 minutes when Ireland came off and then he went to right back. So that is his position. Right, so he yeah. was centre mid for 70 minutes of the game. And did he get many chances? It was, yeah, I'll say it's, it's good for good, a defender on FPL. I think I could see him getting more games more chances over across games he did have a few good chances that he, he 
they were half chances, I'd say. But he does look good and dangerous. I can see him getting some hauls in the next next coming weeks. Definitely. Mm. All it takes is a attacking return, the clean sheet, and he's got double digits. So yeah, I can see yeah, that coming over Christmas as well. Definitely. Um, and so far this season, Dallas has got a goal and assist in his first nine. So two returns out of his first nine isn't terrible. Um, but I can see clean sheets coming. Um, and as a fourth or fifth yeah. defender, he will be probably a fourth defender. I think he's a very good option over yeah, Christmas. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, I love Dallas. I've uh, I've also been keeping my eye on um, the Saints as a team. Now, you were saying how good they were. And I've been wanting to get Investigard for a while. I chose Ward-Prowse over Vestergaard because I chose... I think Zuma over um, Zayek. I think that was that was why. Now, um, now that hasn't paid off, but I am. Um, they are. They have United, and then they have Brighton, Sheffield United, and Arsenal, and then Man City. But then they have Fulham, so their fixtures aren't the best. I can see a few a few uh, possible clean sheets. I think what I'm waiting for is. Um, I think it's game week. 14 when Ings is back and he'll be coming swiftly straight back into my team. He's he's back for the City game and then uh, he plays Fulham so I'll be <laughs> definitely hopping on Ings. I'm I'm keeping an eye on all their players. The main play, main players Vestergaard, Walker-Peters, Ings when he's back. Possibly Adams. I, I don't think I, mean, I, I don't think I'd go on Walcott though. I don't think I'd like no definitely not. No, with he'll, he'll, back. he'll probably play right. I don't mid. think Walker will he be won't nailed. be playing striker. He's not. He needs to be consistent. Yeah, but even even I'm I'm a bit annoyed that I got McCarthy out because he looks really good. He made some mm-hmm. sick saves. He's looking really good. So yeah, so Anton are really solid up that defence. Even even Bertrand, so possible uh, pick. But yeah, I do like the look of them. Because Anton, I'll be keeping my eye on them. Could be could be going back to what the start. Possibly triple up on them. Probably not yet. Is a possible possible option. I think if it, I mean you look at Southampton, most their their team sheet is consistent every week, really, isn't it? You got Romeo and Ward Prowse. The defense doesn't change. The goalkeeper doesn't change. Adams, if things is fit, they don't change. It's only really that left yeah. wing spot, or maybe the right wing spot, that changes. Um, so in terms of um, risk of rotation, it's very low with Southampton. So having a triple up won't be won't be bad in that sense, but I'd, I'd, I wouldn't really want to triple up over Christmas, judging by their fixtures. I think I can't see you getting a massive return, but they're they're a fairly cheap team, so you know if they're cheap, it doesn't yeah, really matter. yeah, definitely, yeah. Once in a while. I think I'll be holding off for a little while, but when Ings is back, he'll be coming into my team definitely. Um, definitely need Ings. Who was your next player you've been watching? Yes, yeah, so I just mentioned Dallas. Now, next player is Diogo Jota. So, I think he's a hot topic this week. He's a big transfer trend. Just um, at the time of recording, he's been brought in by about 400,000 managers already. And we're only on Wednesday. So, I can see that number going up to 700, 800,000 by Friday night. Um, and be careful, Friday night deadline, a lot of people normally forget it. And it's not a big game either. So, not many people are going to remember that there is 
um, a deadline this week um, on Friday night. Um, but Jota's come in. He's scored. He's I think he's broken yeah. the record of scoring in consecutive home games. Um, he hasn't exploded yet. He hasn't got a double-digit return, but he did get that hatch against Atlanta. Um, he's on a he's on a hot, uh, a hot streak, and we know he's a streaky player, judging from his his time at Wolves. Um, will that streak come to an end? I think he's gonna. As long as he makes those runs, he's going to get chances if he's playing consistently in that Liverpool team. We saw against um, Leicester the the goal he scored. He made that run, and Robertson picked him out. And I think the deliveries and the the quality that Liverpool have mean that he will get the chances. And when you get a lot of chances, you're going to score goals. His his fixtures long term, if he nails his spot, neither a four two three one or a four three three, his fixtures until game I think is that twenty yeah. something about twenty. Really good. Um, so he looks good, like a good long-term pick and his stats I think they've been better than Mane's in terms of expected um, or maybe not better but they've certainly he's certainly returned more than Mane um, so far since he's come in uh, and he's yeah. what five million cheaper something like that so if he if he maintains his form there's no reason to have Mane over Jota I think Having Jota in a double Liverpool attack for the long term, I, I don't know if I'd do it for Brighton and Wolves because it's two five at the backs. And we saw against Sheffield United and West Ham that Liverpool don't tend to score many goals against five at the backs. But after that, they don't play a five at the back for, for a long time. So I think after the Wolves game, double Liverpool attack is certainly certainly a valid option. And I think Jota's your man. If you want to, I wouldn't get Salah and Mane. I'd go Salah or Mane plus Jota. Probably Salah plus Jota because of pens. Um, so Jota, yeah, he looked really good. I, I saw his expected assists was about 1.5 since he's come in and he's only got zero. So you can expect some assists to come which might help him get double digit hauls. Um, but yeah, I think Liverpool as a team, certainly a team I want to jump on, which we'll get to in the transfers later. Um there's certainly a team I want to get to one, two or three, even three players over Christmas. Jota, I think he's a very good pick. A lot of people are jumping on him. I don't actually have his um, ownership at the moment. I'd imagine it will be a, at least getting to 10% or above 10% at this point. He's 17% Still fairly low owned. I think he's a really good pick. Um, yeah, he's rise a bit. 17%. So yeah, and that's still fairly low. Um, I can imagine be about 20 by the end of the week. But long-term fixtures are good. Liverpool showed against Leicester. They can turn it on. Um, and he's a midfielder, so you get clean cheek points. I can see some of them coming in the next six, seven, yeah, eight weeks. I'm still, yeah. still not sure on Jota myself, but he's, he's, he's cheap. If he's going to be playing consistently in a Liverpool attack, then he's definitely someone to think about for the future. And he's on the watch list for that reason. I mean, I wouldn't really get him in until Fulham away, I don't think. Um, just one that I'd definitely yeah, yeah. watch closely in the next definitely. two weeks. Um, I have been watching one more player. That is De Bruyne. So, he's missed a consistent from last year, but he's had a very slow start this year and he, he hasn't been great. But City uh, got a fixture swing and their fixture's coming up. 
they play Fulham and West Brom in like the next three, I think, I believe, or the next four. Now, going without someone like De Bruyne in that could be quite risky. I'm a bit worried about it. Even though he hasn't been on, on, on fire, it's De Bruyne and he can pull out anything. He can pull out a piece of magic. Now, I think I'm going to hold on for him and I'm going to definitely watch him closely in that Burnley game. And if he starts to look good, then he'll swiftly be moving in to my team. But I think... I think yeah, he's he's a man that hasn't had a great season, but he can easily pull a double digit haul out of nowhere. And if he starts getting consistent like last year, you're gonna you're gonna have to have him. He's own he's only he's at seven seventeen percent owned. He's very probably the lowest he's been for a long time this far in the season, many years. So yeah, he's it's very low. I do I do think that as City start to get their proper team back, Aguero possibly coming back could make De Bruyne better. You just, I just hope to see that he gets back to his uh, his old form. But yeah, someone definitely to keep an eye on. I'm not sure if I'd get him in this week. I'd maybe watch him for one more week. But if you if you have him in, I'd be uh, happy to have him in. To be honest, I wouldn't be trying to throw him out. And yeah, City's fixtures are looking good, so you've got you've got to get your eye on City. Um, but yeah, yeah definitely. Uh, would you say he is the best captain? For game, game week 11. 11. See, Spurs play Arsenal that week. Could possibly go with a Spurs captain. And then and then Vardy plays Sheffield United. Fernandez plays West Ham. I could see a few oh, points there. Yeah. I do think De Bruyne is a good option, possibly. Who are Liverpool playing that week? Um, maybe like De mm. Bruyne is probably probably one of the best captains for that week if you have him but obviously you've got a chance for him in but yeah he's a very solid captain if I have him I might probably be captain him game week 11 and 13 but I have to see yeah. see what happens this weekend with uh, old De Bruyne yeah keep an eye on him I agree I think he's he's, he's one of the players I'll certainly be keeping an eye on after I mean, we saw how good he was last year. He got what, yeah. 20 assists, like 12 goals or something. So if he starts replicating that kind of form, I think it's more of a team thing though. Man City, they're not scoring as many goals. So we need to see a change, a shift in the way Pep's playing, which I think will happen with the teams that they're coming up against. Um, but you you can't ignore De Bruyne if he if if he keeps pens and if he starts looking more threatening. Just uh, just do my mind justice. He actually got twenty three assists and thirteen goals, so even more than we think. It's crazy. Oh, of course, because um, yeah, yeah, the Premier League didn't count yeah. for the assists because they're yeah, they scummed it. <laughs> they're stupid. Yeah. All right. All right. So the next part of the podcast. It's yeah, the exciting part. It's yeah, the yeah. predictions on that. You, you are a long way behind already. Um, so we've got 10 games. Um, Friday night, Crystal Palace versus Newcastle. Right, down, Give yeah? me your thoughts. Give me your prediction, please. All right. So, yeah, going to this game, that. Palace at home. And I'm, I'm going to go for a... I'm going to go for a... A one-all. A one-all. It's a hard one to predict. Predict. I do think I do think one of the teams will win it, but I just can't predict who. So I'm going to go for a one-one draw, a Wilson and Van Aanholt goal. Would be nice. We still need to seize on pens the Palace actually. 
So we need we need to see if it's Van Aanholt or Zaha. He's on pens. Um, yeah, I'm going one or what are yeah. you predicting? I think my man Guaita has not got a clean sheet since game week one. And I I think I'm just going to keep predicting that Crystal Palace get a clean sheet until he gets one. Um, so they play Newcastle. I think Newcastle play five at the back. They didn't create that much against Chelsea. I think I think they will create some chances, but it's another pretty lacklustre defence um, attack, sorry, um, Newcastle are. So even with Wilson back, I don't know how much I would expect them to to get a return. Um, I'm going to go with a Palace win to nil. Uh, I can see them certainly getting one, maybe two. Really, I'm going to go two, really nil, two nil to Palace. That could definitely happen. Definitely happen. Okay, we got... Mm. Oh, there being many goals so. now, no, no more than three. We got Brighton, Liverpool. Now... I can see Liverpool running right here. So I'm going to go for with Salah back as well. 4-1 Liverpool. Big, big. 4-1. Okay, so what I'd say about this is Klopp was mentioned in an interview with um, Sky about the, the fixture congestion. Liverpool are going to have to manage their team a lot. They've played a game on, was it Sunday night? Yeah, it was Sunday night, wasn't it? So they play a game Sunday night. They're playing tonight on a Wednesday. Is at home, actually, which will benefit them against Atlanta. And then they go straight into a game at 12.30 on a Saturday. And the 12.30 games, apart from that Everton performance, um, where Liverpool look really good, 12.30 games are normally a lot slower. You know, we saw with Chelsea-Newcastle, it's a bit lethargic. Players aren't really quite up for it. So I can't see there being five goals as you suggested um, I think it'll I can see Liverpool winning I think they will win I think they'll get two or three goals can I see Brighton scoring I certainly can but they're not the most clinical I think they'll create chances I'm going to say they'll they'll, they'll um, get one goal but I think Liverpool will win um, two or three one two nil I'm going to go I'm going to go two nil two nil to Liverpool it's hard one to predict. I can definitely see Liverpool win. Um, but that is a hard one to say because Brighton will create chances but they're not that clinical really. Yeah. I'm going to go 2-0. Yeah, 2-0. I'm just checking. Is... When is Trent back? Is he back? He's not back for this weekend. I'm not sure. It's unknown return date. He was supposed mm. to be back for about this week but I don't, know, I don't really know what's happened to him. I think they're being careful with him. They don't want to rush him back. Um, one nil City. Next game, Man City versus Burnley, Tom. one nil. yeah. Mm. I think I think Burnley have shown that they're better at the back. And Man City are going to turn it around, but I think it will take them a while for them to start hitting mm-hmm. three or four goals again. I'm going to go with another 2-0. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm going to say 2-0 to um, Man City. Could possibly see a Burnley... Win possibly, but I think City will, you know, will turn it around and win it. Yeah. Okay. Next game: Everton versus that's, Leeds. Well, this is surely going to be a goal fest. Surely we're thinking a goal fest or a really low scoring. So I'm going to go three-two Leeds. 
Yeah. Everton at poor at the back again against Fulham. Leeds create a lot of chances against Arsenal. Um, Leeds at the back should actually be better though. I think I think Everton will score one. Yeah, three one. Um, Leeds win three one. Well, the next game is West Brom Sheffield United. Yeah, I'm gonna go one nil Sheffield I'm United. Possibly a nil nil, but <laughs> gonna go one nil Sheffield. Making it. Mm. 1-1 I think it'd be 1-1 I mean both teams need the points a 0-0 is definitely a viable result but a viable prediction but I just cannot I cannot see neither I can see neither team scoring but I wouldn't believe that they'll be so bad that they yeah. can't score again so I'm going to go with 1-1 and the next game Saints United this is a tough one. Tough one I to think, predict this one. Yeah. I'd hope to see Southampton win it. I think if they had Ings, they'd win it, but I'm going to go for a 2-1 United. Mm, I can see both teams scoring, definitely. Man, you could have one Saka and Lindelof. I doubt they will, but they could do. Um, I can I can definitely see um, Saints scoring though. They, they, I love watching the Saints because they're so they're so dangerous mm. in the attack. Um, the way they make runs, I really enjoy watching. I can see them scoring a goal. Man, you if they don't score, I'd be surprised. They've they've won two on the trot after beating um, Bashaksa here, whatever they're bloody called last night. Um, so they've got confidence. Bruno's got another two last night. Rashford took the pen last night. Sure, no, you weren't too, no. too happy about being a Bruno owner. We spoke you after the game, so it's all fine. Um, yeah, he yeah, said that he just gave it to a rush, didn't he? Something like that. Yeah. Well, I, I can see both teams scoring, definitely. I'd be surprised if both teams didn't score. Yeah. Um, Saints to score one. Um, and Man United... I think I think McCarthy had to make eight saves against Wolves. I mean, Wolves aren't very attacking. Um, very long. I think Man United three scored two. three. Three two. Yeah. I'm going to go three two. Man United. Very very interesting. Yeah. Now it's Spurs Chelsea. Now this is a tough one to predict as well. I'm going to go two one Spurs. Yeah, very tough. If they win this, this would be a huge yep. win because Chelsea are right up there as well. Um, I, I cannot see this not being a draw just because of how big the game is. Mm. I think both teams would settle for the draw. Um, it could be a 2-1. One, one. Someone nicks it, but I'm going to go 1-1. Yeah, 2-1 yeah, Spurs. And you said 2-1 Spurs. Who's that, Tom? <sighs> okay, next game, arsenal Wolves. This will be a a, a one nil wolf, so I'm just calling it straight away. Arsenal I'm going to go shocking at the back. I'm going nil nil. Wolves to win one nil. Yeah, low scoring game. I think that's fairly easy to agree on there. Leicester Fulham four one four one Leicester. I'm going. I think um, I think Fulham are just so poor at the back. They're going to really show. Um, no, three one. But I can see a nick and a goal. 
Actually, I'm going to go 5 1. 5 1, Leicester. 3 1. 5 1. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. yeah. Two assists, 23 points. West Ham. Our last game of the, the weekend. Yeah, it is. Eight is, o'clock. is this a Monday night game? I hope it's not. This is an annoying game. Oh, it is, isn't it? Yeah. Oh. Um, well, the only good I'm thing on, is I own no West Ham or Aston Villa players. And one well, either one West Ham defence or blank or Grealish and Watkins are going to blank. So, um, I'm going one all. I hope it's someone like that. Uh, I can't see there being that many goals. Yeah. I think uh, it's, if Antonio's back, I think it'll be a goal for West Ham. Um, but I don't know if he's going to be back. Villa, I think Villa are better away. Yeah, I think they generally are better away. I think so, yeah. Oh, I'm going to wow. go over a 2-0. A two Very nice. Villa. I'll take them out in the screen shoot. one oh yeah. And what did you say, Tom? 1-1. One, one, one. One, was that? Yeah. Okay. Well, that's all the games. Yeah, yeah. Let's see if you catch up with me then, Tom. I'm not feeling as confident as last week, but... On to the most important part, our Game Week 10 preview, the hardest part of the video, or the podcast. Yeah. Um, So, what are your thoughts on transfers? First of all, my first dilemma is to start... Who to start off? Dallas, Ward, Prowse and Click. At the moment, I have Dallas and Ward, Prowse sign. Click on the bench, but... I don't think I can watch the Leeds play with bench and click because him and Dallas play so similar. Dallas just has the chance of a clean sheet. So I'll probably play him. I am basically 100% getting Zuma up for Cancelo. Mm. We're going to see tonight if Cancelo gets rested. Even if he doesn't, he's probably coming in. Yep. So I have Martinez in goal, Cancelo, Chilwell, Van Holt, Dallas, Ward-Prowse, Fernandes, Vardy, Wilson and Kane. Now, Son left his name up. Now, I, I believe I'm keeping Son. I have two options with Son. I have Son to Salah. So I think possibly, possibly Son to Salah. Probably not. I think I can go without Salah, but I'm a bit worried about going without Salah. And then I've got Son to the Brunner. Now, I don't think I need the Brunner, but it could happen. And I'm struggling for my captain armband. I believe I'm going to be captain in it's Vardy or Finange. I'm probably going to go Finange. Mm. Probably going to go Vardy, actually. Uh, I'm not sure. I, it's going to be, a, it'll be a last minute. <laughs> Basically, I'll, I'll even do it Thursday night and then leave it or do it Friday last minute and keep switching. Um, probably end up, I think it'll end up being Vardy, to be honest. He's playing, playing for them. Um, there to save my game week on Monday night, but but yeah, there is there is multiple transfer options I could do, but I think yeah. I think I'll hopefully just stick to the one transfer at Cancelo. Um, I think Wilson should be definitely back, so yeah, he should be fine. But yeah, it's quite a tough week to decide this week. Let's use the fixtures soon. It is, yeah. I think it will be a low-scoring week as well. Yeah, if I'm honest. With Chelsea and Spurs playing each other. I mean that's a that's about what four players on average yeah, for most people five. in that one game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't see either one, either Chilwell and James and Zuma and the Chelsea defense will give a clean sheet, or Son yeah, yeah, Kane will get returned. So 
either way, one of them's probably going to blank, pro- possibly both. In those type of games, it only ends up 1 1. Yeah. Mm. Both of them blank. Yeah, so, so we'll what are you goes. thinking for this week then? It's a tough week. Yeah, this week is tough. Um, for the for the medium to long term, I'm certainly looking at getting double or triple Liverpool. Um, and one way to do that is by getting Salah this week. Now, I've got the perfect amount of money to go from Son to Salah and Lamptey to Cancelo because wow. I've got 3.6 million in the bank. Um, do do I want to... If I bring in Salah, he would be my captain. But do I want to bring in Salah against the five at the back? I'm not sure I do at the moment. Um, obviously, he's got pens, but I don't think he he scored a goal that hasn't been a well, pen yeah. for like four weeks or something. So... Um, if Salah comes in, he's my captain. I still like the idea of Fernandes. He hasn't he hasn't not got a double digit haul away from home so far this season. Um, I'm not sure. I think Cancelo is probably coming in. I want to I want to mention Castagna. I think he'll be really good for the next four weeks. But I, I need a long term player, mm, and I don't think that. I think Cancelo is that for me. Um, so that's why I'm leaning towards Cancelo at the moment. Um, Cancelo could come in as a single transfer and I can get rid of Jimmy Dunn who I've had since my wildcard in game three um, which would give me five playing defenders which I like the idea of going into Christmas um, either way I think Son is probably going to come out go out fairly soon because um, I want to get Jota in and he's probably needs I probably need money to get Salah still so um, basically, I'm unsure, but I'm looking at Cancelo. He's probably going to be a definite transfer in him or Castagne. Um, and then I'll probably bring in a, a Liverpool midfielder. Could be Jota for Dian Garner instead and Captain Fernandes. That's something I'm looking at. Um, but then I'd have to find ways to get to Salah. I think I think I can go without Salah for the next two. And then I could I could um, have a look and see if I think Salah or De Bruyne is a better option. But at the end of the day, it's Cancelo and it's possibly Jota. Um, maybe even Robertson. I'm not sure yet, but I'll probably wait on Robertson. Um, in summary, I'm I'm unsure. Give me a good idea. Um, actually, Cancelo's the main target of um of getting out Braithwaite, <laughs> Cancelo. So now I have five playing defenders and keep Zuma. She's needs to check though something if it affects my long term plan. Yeah. No, it doesn't. Doesn't. Yeah, because. I think over Christmas, if you've got five playing defenders, then you're practically going to be able to put out a full Shemp squad every, or a full 11 every week. Um, and they're cheap, so I'm certainly, I certainly want to get five playing defenders. And it would probably allow me to go Cancelo and Jota in, and Captain Fernandes. But Jota from minus four, four you're so considering. I'm considering that as well. To bring Jota against Wolves. Um... Yes. No, Brighton, Brighton. Oh, yeah. He, he, he would play. No, he's playing Brighton this week. It's who he'd play again. Oh, right, who yeah, he'd play instead one. of, and it'd probably be Phil well, Foden. <laughs> City are playing. City are playing Burnley. Uh, I'd wait. I'd wait to see who starts I'm tonight. I'm sure if City. I want to go to Foden. If Foden doesn't. I think he could start at the weekend. Don't know. Yeah, if he normally does play Champions League, we'll have we'll have a look. See who plays tonight, and that will affect my transfers. But yeah, our, our uh, teams will be posted like last week on Instagram. Um, so for the deadline, out. yeah, 
Um, our captaincies, our finalised transfers. We're also looking at starting a Twitter account, which we will link somewhere, probably on Instagram. Oh, yeah, if yeah. We, if we do get it set yeah, up, yeah. Um, check that out as well. Yeah, um, I think now as we move on yeah. to the last part of our podcast, it's the differential pick. Who would, so let's remind, what was yours last week? Mm-hmm. One was Banana Holt. Uh, yeah. Sadio Mane. Both unfortunate blanks. not to get a return, but... So we both blanks, but I think it was... We said that the differential was for the next three to four weeks, and I think Mane I and Banana so, yeah. can still return the next um, three to four weeks. I'm even to my differential. So we spoke about him a lot. Yeah. I believe he's uh, 6% yeah. owned. He is uh, he's a right back that plays left back. He plays in a blue shirt. I'm sure you by now you know. Oh, he's he's 3.3% owned. Oh, sorry. He's a <laughs> Cancelo. Yeah, Dallas is 6% owned. He's my man. He's playing Burnley, Fulham, Man U, West Brom, Southampton, Newcastle. He's looking nailed at the left back. He's bombing forward. He's getting into the penalty box. He's looking solid. City is solid up the defence. He just looks, just looks, he just looks the perfect man for the job. I just, I just can't. And uh, as well, one thing I'd say is Man City's home games where they generally keep more clean sheets. Yeah, Burnley, Fulham, West Brom, and Newcastle. So I can see at least three clean sheets there. Um, yeah. What's your Yeah, I agree. I think Cancelo's a really good pick. My, my differential is it's currently flagged. He's 75% chance of playing. He missed the Liverpool game because he had a slight hamstring twinge. Mm-hmm. His name is Timothy Castagna. He played five or six games at the start of the season before getting an injury. And he got one goal and three assists. Um, he looked dangerous. He looks like a good pick. He's 5.7 million, so he's quite a lot. Um, but for the next four, he has Fulham at home, Sheffield United away, Brighton at home, Everton at home. So he's got the good fixtures. Um, I'd say Everton at home, probably not a clean sheet, but you never know with Leicester. Um, and I can see clean sheets against Fulham, Sheffield United and Brighton. Attacking returns, definitely against all of them. Um, eight point eight. I think he's eight or nine percent owned. So he's 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 yes. under ten percent this week. Eight point eight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah just under so five, he's right. under ten percent this week. I'm not money. Um. Should be under five. Um. Yeah. I I think let's still keep it. Yeah. One. Well, I'd hope about Does two clean good. sheets, even three in the next four. So certainly one, one to look at. After that. Fixtures, he has Manu and Tottenham, then Palace and Newcastle. So really, you can keep him for the next mm. um, what's that, seven or eight weeks, which is quite long term. But that Man United and Tottenham um, um, yeah, cluster of games, you'd probably say bye bye to him after everything. I think I don't know. He could be there for the attacking. Tottenham, I'd be a bit skeptical playing. Because Leicester play five at the back, just so we playing wing Yeah. Probably, yeah, Is there exactly, better options yeah. for cheaper? To go and like sign your minds, I'll go Walker. But yeah, so, yeah, so yeah, yeah, the no, next I like, four, he's I good. like his pick. Um, well, Walker's 6.1 now. Uh, so yeah, I think that's about it. 
this is it for today's podcast. You got anything else to say, Chris? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Right, it was it's a pleasure recording with you again. Yeah, so definitely. Help me with some of my transfer uh, plans, actually. Thinking through some players. I, d- I do think that this this podcast is is helping um, my transfer planning because um, I'm thinking it through more. And I've risen 500k since we started, so something's going right. Um, just a quick, well, I don't think you mentioned Tom. Uh, you you had a green arrow, so but what was it? 370k, I think. What were you before? Went up by 50k, I think. So like 420, I think, I believe. 50k. Yeah, yeah. So quite a solid, um, quite a solid increase, Sam. But yeah, we, yeah, we, we hope you guys enjoyed it today. Um, it's time for a pint for me after that, and uh, on. On on the end of that, uh, <laughs> make sure to check us out. Obviously on it, our Instagram and possibly Twitter, like Chris was saying. And yeah, share share your mates. And yeah, I hope hope you, best luck to you guys for this game week. I hope you guys enjoyed today. Yeah, yeah. Good luck. And six remember first. the eight yeah. o'clock deadline. So right. six thirty. Thanks, Chris. Is the deadline. Uh, yeah, yeah. See you guys next weekend. Best of luck. <laughs>